If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make your podcast. Let me tell you why. First of all, it's free. You pay no fee whatsoever. It's absolutely, totally free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And most of all, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Well, the most important thing is that you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Well, what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. What are you waiting for? Go ahead and subscribe and make your own podcast. It's free. Welcome to this new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maramber Homa, and I welcome you to listen to this podcast about narcissism in general, toxic relationships, and ways to deal with them and to save ourselves, but most importantly, seek self-evolution regardless of the abuse. I hope you enjoy and find this episode and the upcoming ones enjoyable and insightful in any way shape or form and i thank you very much for listening now let's get started okay so welcome to a new episode of the podcast self-evolution regardless so let's start today with another topic uh, and it's about the narcissistic supply I'm going to be inspired by the website psychcentral.com because it really has um, informative articles about um, topics that revolve around psychology and narcissism in particular since that's our niche, basically. Okay, so I start off by a few bullet points is that when it comes to narcissistic supply, it's what the narcissist is usually addicted to. They're the thing that supplies their fuel. If it wasn't for the narcissistic supply, the narcissist would be kind of like a vampire who's thirsty for blood, if you can call it that way. So basically, the narcissistic supply is the fuel that keeps the narcissist going. Imagine the narcissist is a parasite and they're living on, they're depending on something to fuel them with energy. That's the thing that they're depending on, this narcissistic fuel that they get from someone else, um, which keep them surviving and moving on. So let's get technical with this uh, information, with this website. So narcissists do not know how to trust the goodness in me, you, and us. And originally, because this is, uh, you know, of the way that they were raised. So they're all about pretending, I mean, protecting the self at the expense of the other. And this is what they used to live in um, as a survival mechanism when they were abused themselves. So instead of a healthy connection that everyone should seek, a narcissist seeks narcissistic supply. People with MPD usually suffer from a form of early childhood attachment trauma which is an interpersonal abuse. 
an, an early, so basically uh, there's a healthy attachment and there's traumatic attachment. And I will be talking about these in more depth in future episodes, hopefully. So in early childhood, the narc was not properly attached to or sufficiently loved by the abuser. They were usually either, you know, on either end of the spectrum, like either extreme. They were either neglected and abandoned or totally engulfed and enmeshed, which in either case, it's unhealthy to have to live with that. So because of this, they learned to survive in relationships using systems of transaction instead of relying on normal human connection skills. So it seems like, uh, you know, it's it's like the relationship becomes sort of um, a give and take instead of genuine human connection. The child, the children, the children growing up in these uh, circumstances develop self-protective survival skills which come in the form of emotional manipulation. So they will use these kinds of skills which involve emotional manipulations as a way for them to protect themselves and like we said earlier at the expense of the others. People with early attachment trauma are developmentally delayed and it's like you're dealing with a retarded child in terms of um, emotional capacity and, um, you know, you feel like you're dealing with somebody who is delayed in their uh, emotional development. Narcissists are never satisfied once they receive narcissistic supply for the moment. They soon become empty again. Imagine a bucket which you, which you have to fill with water but each time you notice that the bucket gets empty again. So it's like it's like a bucket which has a hole in it that constantly needs to be refilled. Otherwise it'll go empty again. That's how it is with the narcissist unfortunately and it's really painful to know and to have to go to this as a narcissist. So there are of course uh, several forms of narcissistic supply and these and the narcissistic supply can come in the form of attention so they will provide attention for the narcissist they will give compliments and praise to the narcissist um, to lift them up to make them feel uh, you know like they're important and like you know, like, um, to make them sound amiable and lovely by others. Accomplishments. Uh, they will, they will talk about their accomplishments, their victories all the time. They, uh, the feeling of powerfulness, feeling in control, being able to control you, me, and everybody else. An addictive substance or activity um, that they will indulge in basically narcissistic supply can come in the form of sex it, and, and when they have a huge sex drive they will go for it it's something that fuels them and emotional energy be it positive or negative believe it or not 
positive or negative energies can uh, supply the narcissist. When you are excited and happy around the narcissist, they will be fueled. And if you are angry and rageous, it'll, they will also be energized with that negative energy you have provided them with. So, um, and now that we've talked about the forms of narcissistic supply, feeding the narcissist requires you do whatever the narcissist wants, basically. You are there to serve the narcissist no matter who you are. As long as you want to keep the relationship with the narcissist going, you have to absolutely abide by the rules that the narcissist provides and you have to do what the narcissist asks for. You lose your autonomy because now you are there for the narcissist. You are providing the attention and the love and the care that the narcissist needs. And let me put love between um, quotation marks. And you lose your autonomy. You basically don't have an individualistic uh, kind of uh, identity anymore. You're, you belong to the narcissist, basically. You praise him or compliment him or her. That's what you must always do. That's your job. That's your unpaid job, by the way. And you have to praise and compliment him and show them the, you know, the good side of them. You know, they always have to say nice things about them in front of them as well as behind your backs. Because, you know, with smear campaign, everything gets, you know, behind the scenes, uh, everything is exposed. Basically, the narcissist will know anything and everything as soon as possible. So you better watch your back. And you better talk nicely about the narcissist and to the narcissist. You have to be a good object. A good object which narcissist can take control of. And of course, since you have lost your autonomy, you are no longer this human being who's independent, who thinks for themselves and have their own opinions and points of view around the world. You are basically an object that the narcissist finds easy to play with. You have to be compliant. Um, I don't know how to explain this word exactly, but I think it goes in the meaning of um, you have to sacrifice a lot, you know, for the narcissist. You have to forget about yourself and um, dedicate your time and energy and thoughts and care always to the narcissist. You have to be controllable. You have to be someone who is easy to control, easy to, uh, you know, dominate, basically, if you want to call it that way, and can never say no. That's the thing. If you are controllable, the narcissist will easily get you, and you will be the perfect narcissistic supply for the narcissist. And being the narcissistic supply requires you that you give up your power imagine all of these are like you scroll you know you look online for jobs and this is the list of the required skills that you must have so imagine you have a, a position called narcissistic supply <laughs> 
and you want to apply and these are the requirements that you must have let me know your reaction <laughs> if you ever find any kind of job that's like this I'm pretty sure uh, these jobs are basically and obviously voluntary because nobody would ever want to do this kind of stuff um, but you know imagine it like that you know this is kind of a job that doesn't pay at all and it just basically takes your identity away if you want to work this job apply at narcissist.com <laughs> just kidding so yeah if you want to be the narcissistic you know the supply of a narcissist you have to have these requirements and I'm sarcastically saying that you should never have any of these qualities, obviously. Uh, you should always strive for self-evolution regardless of the abuse. You have to be independent. You have to look for yourself, take care of your needs, uh, you know, take care of yourself first and foremost. And keep a distance from the nurses no matter how charming they might seem because they use their charm as a way to lure you in the bait you know they use the bait and their bait is their charm their talks the way they speak the way they handle things the way they do things the way they try to impress you sometimes and when you fall for those love bombing traps you're dead so um and obviously love sometimes uh, can blind us from the uh, nature of how narcissists work because sometimes and unfortunately when someone who's healthy and energetic enough who falls and uh, who ends up falling in love with a narcissist they will unfortunately and subconsciously have uh, the list of requirements gradually, um, you know, being established. And as much as I hate to say this, love can sometimes blind us so much that we um, sacrifice ourselves for the pleasure of the narcissist. And we then fall into this trap of fulfilling this list of requirements and exceeding it even so it's really dangerous when we fall in love with uh, someone who's a narcissist basically we really have to establish boundaries from the get-go so that we don't fall into the traps of emotional abuse basically okay um, now the question that we get is how the narcissist gets their dose of supply. They use primary tools, of course. I mean, you don't, you don't really suppose that narcissist is um, so peaceful, right? So they use primary tools, which include seduction. Like I said, they're flirtatious. Usually, they will you know love bomb you with these compliments with these expressions of like um powerful intimacy all of a sudden 
um, they lure you in with gifts, flowers, text messages, video calls that are all romantic and seem so unbelievably true and you say to yourself oh my god this is so you know this is too good to be true and you can't believe it but it is there and it's their way of uh, pulling you in they will use manipulation they will try to change your mind about each and everything that you think of um and manipulation is such a huge concept. I will try to record a detailed, in-depth episode about it. Because it's a really general concept and it needs uh, an, anal- an analysis and a good uh, study. Which involves a lot of things. And manipulation, I think, involves guilt tripping, uh, smear campaigning uh triangulation gang what is it? gang stalking um and many more terms that i haven't mentioned yet but i will hopefully and i will be talking about them in more depth but they use this tactic a lot and manipulation comes in both positive and negative um periods of the relationship and it's not even, it's not just the romantic relationship that goes through all this. It's even the relationship between parents and their children, or children and their narcissistic, I mean, uh, narcissistic parents with their children, or children, in, or narcissistic children with their parents, um, narcissistic colleague, a narcissistic boss. Anyone can take the shape of a narcissist, basically. There are no certain criteria that describe somebody, but manipulation is a very common tool that the narcissist will not hesitate to use to get things for their advantage. Even, not just materialistic things, but even just um, some kind of, um, like, they want you to agree with them, basically. They want you to think the same way they do. And like I said, it involves a lot of other tools, and it's a huge concept. But they use this tool a lot. Then they will use anger. And anger is their way of basically getting the attention they want back. Um, getting whatever it is that they need from you and it doesn't matter how you feel if they're angry you should never make them angrier Um, and they feel angry just to dominate you basically just to have you bow, bow down and just agree basically it will be this monster that awakens at random times to keep you um, under the radar, basically. And bullying. And bullying doesn't just take the physical aspect, but it takes the mental and psychological aspects, and it's extremely dangerous. And bullying involves a lot of um, things like uh, name-calling, insults, 
accusations, um, lies, deception, uh, spreading rumors. And this is just the mental aspect of it. But imagine if that gets to the point of physical abuse. When they hit you, when they slap you, when they spank you so hurtfully, when they, uh, I don't know, hit you with something, you know, it can get, it can get physical. And these people don't hesitate to get physical to get what they want, basically, if they don't get their narcissistic supply. So these are ways that narcissist uses to get their narcissistic supply. And, be, well, they are addicted to the narcissistic supply. This is the way that they treat people. This is the way that they handle relationships. And remember, it's all transactional. You give me, I give you. There's no such thing as genuine human connection. What they do is, is um, they lure someone in and then... And then they try to do whatever it takes to keep that person hooked. And whenever that narcissistic supply is about to run, or the narcissist has run out of narcissistic supply, they will do all these tools and more to get the narcissistic supply back. Unless, of course, you get away with it and you get away with it successfully. You, as a narcissistic supply, choose to stop and eliminate this uh, tiring mission that that you are supposed to do. You know, the, the, this person that you are supposed to be. When you decide to change and you decide to put an end to this, and then you decide to go no contact. I mean, the narcissists will go crazy, absolutely. They will do whatever it takes to get back to you. They will hoover you. They will ask third party members about you. They will go on a rampage even just to make sure that they are, um, you know, uh, watching you. They're spying on you. They're listening to, their, to your news. They want to know everything about you just to keep you under the radar, under their scope. But if you manage to succeed going no contact with them, absolutely no contact whatsoever, I mean, no texts, no calls, no visits, nothing, then they will get bored with it. Eventually they will go look for another narcissistic supply. And then that is the phase when you are now replaced <laughs> because think about it narcissistic people love to replace things and people and people to them are disposable as well as replaceable and that's how transactional the relationship is it gets to that extent okay so once their narcissistic supply is over once the uh, the hole in the bucket can no longer be uh, closed. It 
remains dripping all those uh, drops again and again and again they will throw that bucket away and get a new one and basically the narcissistic supply cycle repeats itself so there's no escape basically this narcissist will do whatever it takes to get the narcissistic supply if it's not from you it's it's from somebody else and if they decide to wake up and um, ignore this person, they will annoy that person at first, of course. They will hover them. They will try to get every single news of them as possible. Uh, they will try to ask how they're doing, what's new and everything, and they'll try to seduce them again. But if all fails, then they will look they, uh, I don't know how to speak anymore they will go look for another narcissistic supply and the cycle repeats itself again so um actually let's just keep this in mind let's keep this sentence in mind shall we what the narcissist needs and has always needed is true human connection they have wanted this ever since their children their childhood Every single child would want a genuine, warm human connection, okay? But, because of the way they're raised, and because of how much abuse they've gone through, this want is a threat to the narc's psyche. He or she has learned to accept narcissistic supply as his source of sustenance. They have learned through um, time and time that the way to get someone, the way to establish a connection with someone is to basically have some sort of a narcissistic supply, basically. Something that will lift them up. Something that will um, praise them and makes them feel and keeps them to feel powerful all the time and so they learned to accept narcissistic supply as their way of getting by unfortunately that's how things go with a narcissist so as of right now i think that narcissistic supply can be anybody who is too agreeable to go ahead and believe the fantasy and lies that the narcissist is deluded by, who agrees to go on a path they never really agreed to go in the first place. So, they didn't, so basically they end up trapped and thinking that they're uh, they're going to be um, independent.